All right, thanks for joining me, Brent Smith of the Ibridge Property Group, the founder and managing director. Hi, Paul. Brent, tell me, how, how did it all get started for you and Ironbridge? Oh, the background in, for years in banking and financial advice and sales and um, around the pro- property market. And, uh, and then the opportunity came around in 2003 for us to acquire a sizable property management book, which we did, and it's grown from there using the brand name Ironbridge. Uh, so the company's um, uh, over 15 years old now. Mm-hmm. And why Christchurch? That's your... Well, that's where I lived in Christchurch. Also, we had uh, this portfolio that we purchased. I'd had a hand in, mm-hmm. in growing it in the, in the first instance, and so we knew it intimately. And then ultimately, and within that year, we also acquired the Auckland uh, portfolio from this company. And uh, uh, and uh, so we sort of by default ended up with an office in both cities, Auckland and Christchurch. And then later, 2006, we, five and six, we opened an office in Wellington after we did a whole lot of builds in Wellington with uh, in, in the Hutt Valley. So, and it's been quite good for us having the three offices. They're not franchised or... They're owned by uh, the family. It's a family business, just the Smiths, and um, that's how we operate. And um, Adam runs Auckland Wellington, and um, yeah, so that's how we do it. And you're an active property investor yourself? And yeah, I have been since, yeah. Uh, well, um, yeah, for a long time, since 99 in the housing side of things. Um, I had some uh, rocky experiences early on in commercial property, but um, yeah, been really good in the residential scene, and that's what we focused on. Mm-hmm. And how's the property market in Christchurch today, post earthquake, and where we are now? Where do you? Well, we were just discussing earlier on today the fact that um, the Christchurch earthquakes kind of put Christchurch out of sync with the rest of the country in terms of um, the typical property cycle. So Christchurch got ahead of uh, the rest of the country and went through a boom from 2011 to probably um, 15 would have been the, the, the early 15 would have been the end of it. And uh, whereas the rest of the country was catching up, and, and uh, so is still enjoying some of that, uh, and especially in the in the more um, rural areas and, and out in the the, um, the countryside, there's been still growth uh, in a lot of the smaller towns. Whereas Christchurch ran out of steam in '15, really caused by supply and demand economics. Just simply, uh, the building got ahead of the demand, and so we saw from about February '15 a drop off in rent. Uh, that one could get and, and uh, that's flattened out now. We've had a few hard winters where it wasn't easy to rent out property for the sort of money we had been getting um, and some of the big subdivision areas like Rolleston and um, some of the northern suburbs were affected uh, as well by the just sheer supply. And uh, But the demand's now catching up and a lot um, things that have affected that have been the change of the LVR regulations and things like that have stopped a lot of the spec building mm-hmm. and a lot of the building, big group builders are now back to the old style of, you know, actually finding a customer first. Mm. Um, and although there's still, we're now getting a, a bit of a lift again in, in investor interest once the capital gains issues was resolved um, a few and looking at interest rates and the likelihood of low interest rates for some time to come uh, we're finding uh, people are back asking about investment again mm. and so with that demand part of the equation on the increase how's the supply where's the tap 
but that is it, is it still coming on as strong as as it was, or we is consent seem to be dropping away from what I'm yeah. seeing in yeah. Christchurch? Yeah, so I, I I rather like that a little bit because from our point of view, we like to have a lot more control. Uh, in the design and um, the functionality of some of these properties, whereas, um, you know, without naming names, several of the group builders send us their entire stock list every week. And to be frank with you, I wouldn't recommend less than uh, maybe one or two percent of, of what they send us because they're either overpriced or impractical in the wrong places or whatever, and they've just gone ahead uh, and done it more at the aimed at the first home buyer market or the owner occupier market and and not thought about rental return versus cost and things like that. So we're very keen uh, on on seeing the demand increase for, but we can control that supply with a lot more design input and uh, and get involved again. Whereas before they weren't listening. Right. So and, and what what would be your advice on that in terms of them being good rental stock for? attracting the right tenant and the, the long-term capital gain? Well, we, we still think the long-term, uh, despite all the, what you hear about of uh, us all living in, in little boxes in the centre of the city, um, the actual emotional demand for a family is a three or four bedroom freestanding house if they can afford it. And um, uh, and even if it's out a wee way from the CBD. So, um, the, you know, we think that's the long-term demand is in the long-term capital growth is in actually you owning the land that the house is sitting on and not some strata-titled structure on the 17th floor and that you um, control it uh, to the point of view that uh, it's a three or four bedroom house which is going to be readily saleable in the market in the future. So that's where we've seen for 20 years the mm. capital growth and the long-term rental demand has been in those areas. Mm. And with the obviously with the rebuild, it was more um, that the CBD is the last to, to get there. Yes, the it main, still hasn't yeah, got yeah. to it. And there's a lot of apartments being built in the city and, mm. and, and a lot of them are sold. So, you know, it's going to be one. But the question is still who's going to live in them and uh, mm. where, where those people are going to come from. Definitely, uh, things that would change all of that would be massive hikes in the price of petrol, uh, electric cars, all those things with limited um, distance that they can travel, uh, the, just the walk to work syndrome, all of that's still got to have. So the CBD has its place. Um, I'm just not always convinced that's the right thing for an investor to be buying apartments. And you need to be pretty careful about what you're doing there, that's all. And how's it taking shape, the CBD? Well, the CBD from a commercial standpoint is wonderful. It's, uh, there's still a lot to be done. We're a long way away from uh, the city, but it's going to be a, it's a wonderful city of the future. And if they get the stadium, big sports stadium built and the conference centre built and some of the things that are longer term projects, the town hall's now completed um, and has got shows happening again. And but there's some lovely buildings in the city, some great architecture, modern architecture. Um, yeah, so um, it's interesting in Christchurch City though still doing a big promotion, come back to the CBD because they had a great summer with all the new bars and open, but of course as the winter cools down there's less activity so they're really trying to get people to focus on if you're going to have a night out, come right into town. Yeah, so the, when businesses left the CBD post-earthquake, are they trying to get them back well, the great. big guys have come back. Yeah. So a lot of the, all the government departments, um, the banks, 
um, and then uh, initially the law firms and the big accountancy firms left thinking they might stay away, but in reality they need to be close to the courts or close to the um, close to each other in, in a way. Um, so uh, Duncan Cottrell and some of those big firms that moved back into Victoria Street were the first ones to, in new buildings uh, down there, and a lot of others are now moving in. Mm. So, um, yeah, so I, I see more and more of that happening. Mm. Um, th that's going to just put pressure on the, a little bit on the outlying area, so perhaps commercial property in the suburbs is going to suffer as a consequence, mm. but there'll be that demand will get taken up. Okay, because there's some gent re gentrification going on as well, isn't there, for some of the formerly more industrial areas becoming residential? Is that starting to happen? Yeah. Um, yeah, the the area of Addington, for example, though it was an area that was was perhaps um, a bit dowdy as it was adding town. It was a little town on the really close to the city, really, um, and w with older housing. But the actual town, the the commercial part of it, was pretty dowdy. Well, that's had a big spruce up. Mm -hmm. So there's quite a lot of modern buildings being built. Some new ones out of you know bare land, but. Um, that whole area is, you know, boomed as a result, and it's sitting alongside the what what we call in Christchurch, just outside the four avenues. Right. But further down, Morehouse Ave, uh, a lot of the big car yard areas and things like that. A lot of that's been knocked over, um, and and new buildings built. And um, yeah, so there's more and more of it. Further out near the airport, massive amount of commercial development right close to the airport big office blocks and all sorts of things out there. Um, and that's continuing to grow. And then further uh, south, Rolleston has a big eye zone, um, industrial area, lots of business out there. Um, north of the bridge as well, there's a, you know, the motorways are opening it up with the new motorway extensions, making commuting from Rangura and Woodend and Pegasus really easy. Mm. So the demand up there for housing, big subdivisions going in. And what, what sort of yields can you expect for new for those those suburbs surrounding the, the central part? Well, there's a, there's a guideline we've talked about for 20-odd years now that um, is simply, if as a, as a guide, if, you, if you're going to buy new or a near new property, um, residential property, you want to have at least $100 return for every $100,000 worth of house and land. So in other words, a $500,000 house and land package needs to be able to certainly rent for $500 a week, which is a 5.2% return is the actual rate if you work it out and multiply it and divide it back by the house price, that's what you get. So um, in today's market with interest rates at as low as 3.89% fixed, you can certainly make it a very viable, um, sorry to use a term we use, it washes its face. In other words, it pays for itself, including rates, insurance and management costs. And yes, there may even be some tax benefits in it for new, but you know, even if you left that aside, it's still a very good story. And when you compare with the Wellington and Auckland markets, um, makes Christchurch very attractive. Mm. And with that, that sort of situation of that 5.2 is what is our target all the time. We're looking at that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, from an affordability perspective, and that's why, as you know, I'm a property investor in Christchurch as well, so I might be slightly biased, but because I want to see it do well in the next upturn, I see it going really well in the next cycle as the supply-demand balance um, is sorted out and it's not influenced by the earthquakes. 
if you look at the affordability comparing to Auckland and Wellington, um, it's it really should have a catch up in the next phase. Are you of that mind that it'll go well in the next cycle? Yeah, well, I think we're at the, if you like, um, we're almost past the bottom of the, the cycle in Christchurch in that the supply um, and demand are probably in equilibrium. We've, you know, it's reflected in reducing um, building consents over from from a couple of years ago, but all, also we're through those consents. Those houses are built and and have been rented or sold or whatever. So now it's um, a slower pace of construction. There's still demand. It's still going along. It's not like the place has gone dead. But it, it, it for a little while there we got away ahead of ourselves and that's balanced up. So yes, going forward, I think we can see uh, as more and more people come to Canterbury, um, the Canterbury uh, story is still very good in terms of work, availability and lifestyle and all the other things associated with it. Rolleston as a whole community is um, is very, very healthy and it's um, uh, got wonderful new, um, it's got a high school there um, and a, a whole lot of infrastructure that's been put in around it, everything from play centres to big swimming pool complexes and sports grounds and um, and it's got was only one primary school and now four primaries mm. out there um, and um, you know so the, the, the thing's definitely as a, as a community really growing at a great rate a whole lot of more shopping centre uh, been recently added and continues to grow so it's then linking with that is the road and in, back into the city which um, the main road was only into Hornby now there's a big uh, motorway that cuts off at Robinson's Road uh, which is only a short hop um, north of Rolleston and cuts right across and links up with a big literally a, a, a motorway to the to the port of Littleton straight through and as a result of that road uh, both ports of Tauranga and ports of Littleton have put their big land based hubs out in Rolleston which is a huge employer yeah. along with all the other uh, large um, types of employers out, out there like that. And mm. um, how's the the stigma of the earthquakes or perhaps the, you know, the general sort of fear of could there be another one? Because when I'm talking to investors and I'm recommending Christchurch, there still seems to be some hesitancy of the earthquakes and, and, and the, perhaps the lasting memory. I mean, obviously we're some years down the track now and I do think that will start to fade. Although we had the Kaikoura earthquake not so long ago, and, yeah. and that of course did have minimal impact to Christchurch, but it had a big impact to the to the road and rail trend. It showed you how vulnerable our whole infrastructure is to to uh, being shut down almost entirely um, um, by an event like that uh, up the road in Kaikoura. So. Um, yeah, I know that I talked to um, some Wellington investors about buying Christchurch and they're terrified about the earthquake in Christchurch and I, I'm laughing because I said they're sitting in a, an area that probably the insurance industry at least is already factoring in um, the future cost to them of a, a Wellington event. So um, we have to accept the fact that we live in the Pacific Ring of Fire and um, we're going to get more of them somewhere but... Uh, Christchurch, maybe uh, if you look at the last one, was 16,000 years ago, they reckon. So we've probably got a wee way to go till the next big event. And you'd like to think you're better equipped for it now in many ways with the Ribra flooring and, and uh, you know, the, the rebuild is, is really taking into account all of that. Well, building code now is a whole different story from what it was even in uh, 2011. So, um, you, yes, definitely... Um, 
uh, the the raft floor, the flo floating floors are a big factor. But having said that, Rolleston is such good ground. It stood up through very close proximity to the main epicentre of the um, Dunsandal, they call it earthquake, um, of two th September 10, um, and yet very little damage um, major damage to houses in Rolleston because of the quality of the ground. So uh, you can build a, uh, the new building code version of a uh, 3604 floor um, uh, code floor uh, with just a normal found, um, but with their new steel requirements and new rules, um, you don't have to do a river raft in Rolleston. Um, so it's interesting. And, that, and that's just really a statement of how good the ground is. How are they? Is TC1, TC2, TC3? Is that yeah, how it's defined? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's really a Christchurch City yeah. thing. The Selwyn District don't technically have that, yeah. and neither does WiMAC, because they were never required to do that. But they they've sort of adopted it as a default thing. Um, and, and, but it's just judged on it, the the rating is for new builds is rated a, around what happens in the actual subdivision as to the preparation of it, the original ground it was on, and how they've prepared it. And typically, in most subdivisions in Canterbury, you'll get that TC two rating, which requires you to have um, the rib raft floor um, or the floating floor, but. Um, some of the sections up in the Rangiora area and some in Rolleston, um, you don't have to. Mm. So that saves about 20,000 bucks in the foundation cost. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, well, all in all, it sounds like exciting times ahead for uh, Christchurch. Yeah. yeah. And um, I can imagine, yeah, it'll be a matter of watch this space. Um, and in terms of what investors can be looking for for opportunities um i know obviously you know you mentioned this the, the smaller more compact living cbd apartment wise um there's the standalone new builds um you recently mentioned some pretty exciting opportunities in terms of um some show home opportunities so can you tell me about those yeah we we like to um help investors into show homes where they come around. Often the building company uh, needs show homes but doesn't want to tie up hundreds of thousands of dollars um, just to show off their wares and they are quite happy to sell those show homes and lease them back. And typically the rental for that is, is typically around 6 to 7% of the purchase price. Uh, with a whole lot of other benefits in that they maintain it, they look after the place, uh, they insure it, um, and um, and so it can be a very, very good story for an investor who uh, is happy to be in for two or three years and then rent it out to the normal market after that, or even if they chose to sell it. And of course, under the Bright Line test today, you would that would be accessible for tax, but there's quite a few people that trade uh, regularly and are quite happy to be in for a very, very good return and then sell it off at the end or choose to rent it out long term uh, as they wish. So um, we've got an almost steady supply of that and we'd welcome anybody that wanted to talk to us uh, about show home opportunities at the moment. We could uh, probably um, you know, satisfy their demand. Mm. Oh, I think that's a really exciting opportunity so I'd certainly recommend that. So. Um, yeah, getting in touch would be the way forward with Brent and the team in Christchurch and um, taking the most of this opportunity. Mm. So, um, 
yeah, between me here in the Auckland office and all the team down there would certainly have you covered. Um, so thanks very much, Brent, for joining me on the podcast. All right. Thank you, Paul. Cheers. All right. Cheers.